Hello everyone, welcome back to What is a Podcast. This is not um, a normal What is a Podcast. Um, This is going to be about Kobe Bryant. And um, I'm not sure how long this is going to be. I don't know how coherent this is going to be. Normally when I do these things, I have like lists of topics that I want to go through. And I had lists of topics that I was going to do for the week um and i was going to record on sunday of course um when the tragedy happened and you know i couldn't do it just didn't feel right to talk about stuff that didn't matter in the same way and it felt weird to talk about kobe at that time i just um i guess i couldn't figure out what to say like i didn't know what to say when you know, the event happened on Sunday, um, whatever. I don't actually know the exact date. I know it was Sunday the week before I, I'm recording this or something like that. Um, and I didn't know what to say. And I remember, like, thinking about, like, saying things or what was I feeling or what happened because it truly affected me in a way that I didn't think it would affect me. And I know that I'm not alone in that. I know a lot of people were affected very greatly. People are still being affected. It's currently Tuesday. um, So Sunday, Monday, and then Tuesday is now when I'm finally able to at least somewhat talk about this. Um, And yeah, it was weird. Um, I know when I first heard the news, right? I heard the news. I was... um, about to go do some family events and I was reading and I wasn't on social media when it first broke, right? And then I got on social media a little bit later and I had stuff to do. I had obligations and I was learning about it and I was reading about it and it was, you know, incredibly awful, painful, sad and all those things. Um, But my first instinct when I first saw it was... um like block things out, right? I didn't want to, you know, talk about it so much. I sort of almost wanted to avoid talking about it. I wanted to avoid thinking about it in that way because it was like, I cannot handle this right now. But of course, like people find out in real life and you have to talk about these things. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to make an episode in this way. I didn't know if I wanted to make a podcast episode about this because like my first instinct was to not talk about it. And it's not just Kobe. It's any sort of celebrity or any important person, any sort of tragedy. I tend to go with the shut it out type of thing. Like I know everything I need to know and It's going to be sad, and I want to spend some time sort of alone from that, or I want to not not alone from that, alone from people, and sort of, I didn't want to talk so much about this sadness with other people. I wanted to sort of be alone in that, but Kobe affected so many people, and it's impossible in this way to be alone with this Kobe situation. And um, I also was thinking, like, as I was struggling, like, thinking about this, it was like, this has to come out. I'm I'm not entirely sure 
how to word this properly. And this is something I've had, this is a belief I've had in a long time with like, um, physical health, like physical health, like the reason why you burp, why you sneeze, why you cough is because like things need to come out. Like you're at a full capacity and things need to come out. And I was thinking that that mindset probably applies to your mind as well. Like you're thinking about all these, you know, events and you're trying to process your emotions and these emotions need to come out. Like they can't just stay all inside. You need to express it in whatever way you can. And for some people that's social media, for some people that's talking out loud, for some people it might be like writing in a journal or however it is. Maybe it's exercise, like physical exercise. I don't know. I'm not an expert in that area but it has to come out and I feel like with with Kobe and with anyone else like all those things have been bottled inside me for a while and I need to express it in a way that makes sense and I don't even know if doing this as a podcast that I am assuming is going to be put out for people to listen um I don't know if this is the right way or if this is the best way or if this is a way that makes sense to get those feelings out or those thoughts out or anything like that. But it's the way that I've chosen. And it took me a few days. I couldn't put anything into words on that fateful day. And then the day after that, Monday, was very, very strange energy. Like the energy on Sunday was... I I can't even explain it, but there was something hanging in the air and that was still hanging on Monday. And now Tuesday's here and it's the energy is different. We're settling and we're not talking about it as much, but we're still talking about it. But it's still a little bit strange for me. And I don't know if energy talk even makes sense. It's just something that I feel and I'm not an energy know-how. I'm not an energy guru. I don't preach good energy, bad energy, but you felt it on that day and you feel it still, the ramifications or the the residuals or anything like that, you can feel it. And everyone sort of felt the same way about Kobe Bryant. And, you know, I didn't really tweet about this. I didn't really say anything on social media, I didn't really retweet. And to be completely honest, like I did feel like I needed to take a break from social media. And this is like one of those situations where it's like, I wish I wasn't addicted to social media in the way that I am, because it gets like so much. Like I went on Instagram and literally every single post that was not a sponsored post was Kobe on that day. Like every single post was Kobe. Every story, every main feed post, it was Kobe and deservedly so. On Twitter, basically the same thing. And it didn't feel right to say anything other than anything Kobe related. But at the same time, and this is me personally. And again, I'm putting this out for people to hear and listen and critique and all this. So I'm not like trying to make fun of anybody or I'm not trying to talk down on anybody when I say what I'm about to say. Um, So when it comes to tragedies like this, I personally feel uncomfortable 
if I say like, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, right? It feels weird for people to like and potentially retweet that. Like we're retweeting sort of like the tragedy. It feels weird to me. I don't want my condolences to be retweeted in that way. I don't want my condolences to be liked or I don't want my condolences to be shared in a way that I personally don't want it to be shared or in a way that's sort of out of my control. Um, and other people do tweet and maybe they don't think about it in the way that I'm thinking about. They're just tweeting, they're getting their emotions out. That's fine. I'm not saying that it's bad to tweet rest in peace or to tweet your condolences or to tweet all your happy memories. It was how I don't really feel that way. So I learned about it. I said, I put Kobe and I put like prayer hands and I said, I just, I don't know what to say because I honestly like did not know what to say. I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know anything. It was like my brain like sort of shut off. It was like my brain couldn't think of anything worthwhile to say on Sunday. It just It just didn't happen. And um, so I didn't say anything, really. Like, I didn't say anything on the internet. I also didn't say anything in real life. Like, I kind of, I had things to do. I had family obligations. Got home. After I got home, I really didn't talk to anybody in any capacity. Um, But Kobe, Kobe Bryant, in a way, and I wanted to talk about Kobe Bryant, the person. I don't want to just talk about me. But Kobe Bryant, the person, he meant so much to so many people. Like, I live in the Bay Area, and despite what people think or people don't think, there's a lot of Warriors fans here, but there's also a lot of Lakers fans. Um, There are people, I know people who have never switched up from the Lakers. I know people who have switched up from the Lakers and gone to the Warriors or something else. But no matter what, like, even like Kobe, we can call them haters in this case, I guess, but... No matter what, we had the people who like the Lakers, people who love Kobe. We had Warriors fans who loved to hate Kobe. Like, we didn't like Kobe destroying the Warriors, but, you know, we had to respect Kobe, right? And I realized that I don't really know life without Kobe. Like, Kobe has been a part of my life forever and my friends were lakers fans and i have friends down in southern california who are lakers fans like they like i don't know how they're feeling and i feel bad like i don't know how to reach out i don't know how to be like that sort of shoulder to cry on or i don't know how to be like or at least not over text i can't really be like hey like i want to be emotional and talk over text it's a little bit difficult for me in that way but like I had friends who were like text me and they were like I'm sorry I couldn't text you like Kobe is just too much and like I get that like that was your that was your goat like whether Kobe is the greatest player of all time or if whoever else is that doesn't matter like Kobe was your goat like you who love the Lakers you who love Kobe that was your greatest of all time and he was so many people's greatest of all time so many people's favorite players so many people modeled their life after them modeled their basketball career after them we see a whole bunch of mamba mentality we see a whole bunch of you know work hard like 
put your nose to the grindstone and keep working. We see a, a lot of that in the NBA and beyond. Like the Mamba mentality went beyond basketball. It went beyond. I don't think even Kobe himself knew that Mamba mentality would get to where it is at. I don't think that he could have possibly predicted that when he, you know, was preaching this. I don't think that you can possibly know how widespread it was. But there are so many guys in the league who have at least some part of Kobe in them. And there's so many people who have a little bit of Kobe in them. And it's just like Kobe, in my view, like when it comes to like the Mamba mentality, I always thought that the Mamba mentality worked for Kobe and it worked for people like Kobe who had the personality like Kobe. And I never really understood it for me. Like the whole Mamba mentality, I felt like didn't make sense for me. But maybe, and I'm like, I don't know anything, but maybe I'm just selling myself just a little bit short. You know, like maybe there is a little bit of Kobe in me and maybe there is a little bit of Mamba mentality in me. And despite like I've, you know, criticized Kobe for basketball and non-basketball related reasons. And that doesn't matter, right? Like it doesn't matter right now. Like what happened on the basketball court, whatever you didn't like or whatever you had questions about doesn't matter. But like now it's like, Maybe I can look into this Mamba mentality type thing. Something that worked for so many people. Why is it not, you know, available to me? And that might be a little bit selfish. But really, I feel like this is something that maybe I can look into. Maybe just a little bit. Maybe if I can incorporate a little bit of Kobe. Because if Kobe was one thing, he was dedicated. He was talented, but I feel like the dedication, Kobe didn't waste time. Kobe trained so much. He practiced so much. He outworked so much. And, you know, outworking, outlasting, outperforming, like, that's the, you can't say anything wrong about that. You can't say anything bad about working hard, right? Like, working hard is a good thing to have. Not to say that I don't work hard or I haven't worked hard, but... The whole mama mentality thing, I never really super got into it, but I do want to do some research. I always put it that way. Because Kobe, he represented like talent, but also like toughness in a way that a lot of people can't or couldn't or weren't able to represent. Like Kobe was so tough and you rem- you remember things like the Achilles and then shooting free throws after. You remember him calling people softer than Charmin. You remember him coaching his basketball team, the Mambasitas, or I'm not sure the proper name, I'm sorry, but the Mamba Academy. And you remember him in that way. And these are all more recent things, but you remember him in that way of just like always being on top of things, always like not wasting time, never dilly-dallying and just going going and going and being the best like even if Kobe wasn't like talented as a basketball player he'd be at the top of whatever field he chose because that's just who Kobe is like Kobe knew so many languages like Kobe was like basketball's polyglot and that gets buried under everything else about Kobe because Kobe was just so talented at what he is if Kobe was an accountant Kobe would be like the world's best accountant he would try his 
damnedest to be the world's best accountant. He, that's just how he was. That's just how his, you know, his brain worked. That's just how his thought process was. He won an Oscar. Do you think if Kobe wasn't Kobe, there are tons of Hall of Fame basketball players that had de- great determination and drive, and I'm not taking anything away from them, but Kobe was different. Kobe's brain was different, and it's heartbreaking even more because his daughter, Gianna, had that same drive from what I can tell. Well, from what I can understand, Gianna was very, very much Kobe-like and on her way to becoming her own version of her dad. And it's so, 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 so heartbreaking. Um, in addition to the Altabelli family, in addition to the pilot, in addition to um Miss Mauser and the Chester family. Just so, 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 so tragic. It's just so awful to like think about or think about that situation. And it's worse because if you know why Kobe took helicopters, Kobe took helicopters to spend more time with his kids. Like, what the... I'm trying not to cuss on this, but what the fuck? Like you do, you went through all those measures. Like you can look this up. You he went through all the measures, helicopters, not sitting in traffic, training as hard as he could, but still being the best dad he could be, and you never know. You never know what what what's going to happen at the end of the day. That's just, just awful, you know. And I feel I don't know when when's the best time to mention this part of Kobe. But you can't, you know, talk about Kobe forever without mentioning the case in Colorado. Um, And I don't want to get too into that right now. I'm not an expert. I don't know any of the the nitty-gritty details, and I don't know how many people actually do. Um, But you can't talk about Kobe for so long without talking about you know, this thing that happened to it. And from my understanding, Kobe understood one thing and the woman understood another thing. And that's terrible. And there's people who, you know, don't like Kobe and maybe still don't like Kobe because of that. And I'm not going to tell anyone like how to feel about Kobe's legacy or anything like that. Um, I do think, though, that it's irresponsible to completely ignore that. I do think it's irresponsible to act like that did not happen, right? I think it's irresponsible to think that that's the only thing about Kobe as well because Kobe made so many people happy and he touched so many different lives. And for what it's worth, to my understanding again, Kobe tried his hardest to be a good person after that trial. Whether you think that the trial trial is a forgivable offense or not. He tried so, so, so hard and in many ways succeeded in being the best person he could be, the best dad he could be, the best husband he could be, and also the best like successful person in his professional career and post-basketball career. And, you know, and a lot of that is what people are going to remember and but I do think that you cannot forget that whether you say it complicates his legacy or whatever, I don't know how you choose to word it or what's the best way to word it. But you have to at least 
you know, acknowledge that it happened. I've seen a lot of, like, sort of blowing over that or some hot takes, I guess you can say, about that. And you just, we have to, we have to acknowledge it. But moving, I guess, along to, I guess, more of Kobe's le- legacy. And again, I'm, I wasn't a Lakers fan. I was a Warriors fan. And even then, I wasn't, like, the biggest basketball fan until I got a little bit older. But Kobe was just so everywhere. Like I said, I don't know a life without Kobe. Like, when you... And everyone knows, like, you shoot paper into a wastebasket, you say Kobe. But, like, you see Kobe highlights. Or you see Kobe's beef. Like, Kobe and Shaq. Kobe and Rajah Bell. Kobe against his own teammate. Kobe maybe wanting out of LA. Kobe with the trade. You think of all those basketball things and those things, you know, reverberated throughout the sports world and beyond. And Kobe, you know, he became a little bit like a villain or I I don't even want to say a little bit, but I feel like the personality of Kobe, like it was sort of like multifaceted. Like there was like the cool Kobe, there was a cool villain Kobe, there was a cool basketball player Kobe, there was a cool dad Kobe, but everything was always like cool. And his personality was like perfect for the NBA, was perfect for people to attach to and people to sort of idolize. And we see it in the NBA, people didn't want to play on Sunday and I'm of the opinion that they shouldn't have played on Sunday, but they did. And there's nothing I can do about it or nothing that we can do about it now. But, you know, it's just like looking at the quotes and seeing like, you know, him being such a good dad to his girls, like being a girl dad, like being like such a fun person to be around and just seeing all of that taken away. And it's also, you know, how it happened, when it happened. Like we have legends, like older legends, like Barkley, Shaq, or Shaq, Magic Johnson, all these other people like saying, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Like it's not supposed to be that way. It wasn't supposed to to be that way. And that's the way it is. And it doesn't sit right with so many people. And, like, going beyond, like, basketball, like, there are people who are inspired by Kobe just for his hard work and dedication. And, you know, it seems a little bit basic on his face, like, the hard work and dedication. But if you, you know, really see what Kobe was about, like, Kobe's hard work and dedication was a lot more than a lot of people's hard work and dedication. And that's what's, you know, always going to to stick with him. And I don't think that legacy is ever going to go away. As long as basketball exists, we're going to talk about Kobe Bryant. Um, But yeah, it's just really, really, really sad. And I don't know anymore what to say. I don't. I don't know. I don't even know if this even made sense to people listening to it back. It just feel like, you know, it had to come out. We had to, or not we, you can do whatever you want. I had to sort of just talk, you know, because I've been avoiding it and it's being, you know, all up in me. 
and you just need to talk it out. You need to talk about what Kobe means. And I don't know how much longer I'm going to keep talking. I don't think it's going to be for very much longer. But I just want to say rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace to Gianna Bryant. Rest in peace to everyone that was on that helicopter on that day. Um, and yeah, we're all thinking about you. Like literally everyone. Like not just the United States, but global. Kobe was a global icon. He lived in Italy. He spoke Slovenian. Like to talk to Luka Doncic, and earlier than that, probably uh, Sasha. Sa- can't even speak. Sasha Vujicic. He was a polyglot, and I'm someone who loves language. Like that was something that was so cool about Kobe was that he was a polyglot, and it went so under the radar. Like it only popped up when it was like a joke or a meme, but this guy was so hardworking that he learned Slovenian to talk to a teammate and then later to Luka Doncic. And it's like, we just saw Kobe. Like, LeBron just passed Kobe. We just were talking about Kobe in a completely different way. And now, it's it just, you know, we we can't talk about it in the same way, at least not for a while. But the legacy is always going to be there. The Hall of Fame is going to be right around the corner. Jersey retirements are probably right around the corner. Um, there's talk of an NBA logo change, and sure, do it. Rename Staples Center to Kobe Bryant Center, the Bryant Center. Do it. Um, you know, thinking about Vanessa Bryant, thinking about Kobe Bryant's other children. It's just, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that's where. I'm going to end it for tonight. Um, if you, you know, listen to this all the way through and you have feelings about Kobe, like I have feelings about Kobe. I don't even think I understood all of my feelings. I don't think I articulated every single one of my feelings about Kobe. But it's it's a start. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Thank you um, for listening to me. Um, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're safe wherever you are. Love you. Goodbye.